Welcome. Special episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. You can tell from the title, uh, this is the latest news. It has not been fully consummated yet, but it, all systems are go, seems to be. When I say PSA in this episode, I'm really talking about Collector's Universe. Collector's Universe is the parent, but uh, PSA is what uh, we in the hobby, uh, know the strong brand and what we uh, care about. It's a big deal in our industry. Congratulations. Uh, so I'm just contemplating that news. And other sponsors, PSA, not a sponsor, but BGS is, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Comc.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hugs to Scott Auctions, as well as Tops and Panini and Upper Deck. The whole industry is affected by PSA. They're uh, a big player. And uh, the news of PSA being a buyout for PSA, for Collector's Universe, when you find out that it, the buyout is by an investor group that's led by uh, collector extraordinaire, Nat Turner, who's got a fabulous collection, that he's the one taking it private. He's leading the group anyway. I say that's good news, but is it good news for everybody? <laughs> for whom is the good news? Uh, I hope it's good news for Nat Turner. He's stepping out and uh, jumping in to take this company private and uh, be exciting to see what happens. I've got lots of friends who are CEOs or presidents, but CEOs, chairman of the board of public companies, and uh, frankly, many of them would rather be private. <laughs> it's less hassle. In fact, uh, the Topps uh, company has gone back and forth in its history of being private and then public and then private. And so if you're private, you can go public. If you're public, you can go private. So you're not stuck. But generally, depending on certain considerations, companies gravitate based on their size and what they're trying to accomplish. You don't get rid of a board. If you were reading this last summer, PSA had some board issues, uh, a governing board in a public company. But you still have a board in a private company, and in some private companies, when there's dominant ownership, it's more of an advisory board, but uh, the board still has teeth. There's just less formality when you're private. The offer that Nat and his group put forth that was accepted by the Collector's Universe board is at a 30% premium to their current stock price, which was already very considerably up this year. So uh, the stockholders, the current stockholders of record will be cashed out with a very nice profit, but they will no longer be able to directly participate in the company's success in the sense of owning the stock. You'll be selling it. But of course, if you're a fan of PSA or a customer of PSA, it, it certainly may just be business as usual, or it might even get better. I, I would expect, based on the pedigree of the buyers, there will be some digital innovations, and hopefully they will be a benefit to the whole industry, not just PSA. And so I was thinking about the ideal ownership of a company. This sounds really good in my mind. You, you would want someone to own a company that you cared about, that was deeply involved in our industry, to be committed to the category, to be very knowledgeable, to be passionate about the products, to have deep pockets, and have a long-term view. And so that I, I think Nat Turner fills that bill. For example, how about Mark Cuban, owner of the Mavericks, lifetime, very serious basketball fan. On the other hand, you've got Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys here, played football at Arkansas, loves the sport, but he's very hands-on and people see that in a different way. Again, in a public company, you don't see the face of the primary owner as much as in a private company where Mark Cuban, as the owner, can do what he wants to do and he brings in good people. Jerry Jones can do what he wants to do and he brings in his, Stephen is involved and some other really strong people. But again, the public company, you're worried about your quarterly earnings and the scrutiny with analysts. There's just a lot of financial overhead and bureaucracy. And, and frankly, that bureaucracy is a million, two million, three million dollars in many cases to do the regulatory stuff that's involved with the public company. And I've had people on here that have argued for a little bit more regulation in our industry. And generally, uh, public companies are, re are regulated much 
more than private companies. Some of these fractional ownerships are uh, more public and some are more private. But again, whether you're the regulation, I'm hoping that the sports card marketplace, our industry will hopefully punish the bad actors and not worry about some regulation to be broken. That if somebody's a bad actor, we need to uh, not do business with them. But private companies obviously can be a lot more nimble. They can move faster. I did have an episode uh, a month or two ago about the SPAC that was a special purpose acquisition company, which is basically a shortcut way to take a private company public. And that's to give them access to capital markets. It works for certain entities. And, and I mentioned there was some sniffing around of that. But again, our industry is really not that capital intensive. It's mainly a people business. And there are excellent margins, which I think was part of the PSA narrative and story, the excellent margins so that growth can be largely self-financed. PSA notably was paying out dividends. Most small companies don't pay a lot of dividends, but the special circumstances of Collector's Universe suggested that that's what they were doing. But now with private ownership, that with a buyout, maybe those profits will be dividended out and to the owners, and maybe they will be redeployed and reinvested in the business. If you're a PSA employee, perhaps there will be no difference. Certainly, congratulations to Joe Orlando for the vote of confidence given to him, and hopefully that means that the employee team at PSA and Collector's Universe will be large largely kept intact because actually they're they continue to hire. So I like that. I don't get when companies change hands and people lose their jobs. So hopefully not. And if you're Nat Turner, he, he did not put up the whole $700 million, which is what uh, Collectors Universe went for. But a, a, a large amount for Nat Turner, is this better than buying a sports team or uh, part owner of a sports team? Or is it better than buying a card company? What would you do if you were a billionaire and you had money to make investments that would be fun for you and hopefully very profitable? There's a you know, ju- junior partner, Stephen Cohen, be be strange to have a junior partner that's, that's a billionaire, but he already uh, owns the Mets and reportedly has a $1 billion art collection. And so I'm trying to connect the dots there. Again, sports art is a category I thought was long undervalued. And basically, I think that's the category that some forward-thinking investors want our hobby to be compared to, not sneakers. They want to be compared to fine art. There's no intrinsic value in art either. It's just ink on paper. And there are a troubling amount of fakes in the art market necessitating third-party experts. And that market is absolutely huge. So that would be a comparison. If we're going to be treated like fine art and art then the future looks great for our industry. Nat has uh, private equity partners, minority partners that came in and put up some of the money. Many of those have typically known for a strategy. They want to double their money in three three to five years. I'm not sure that'd be Nat's strategy, but if his financial partners, if they want to cash out after three to five years and, and they feel like they've made a good return, they're, if there's still a great growth story, they'll be replaced with other new partners. And Nat being a collector himself, may want to let it ride. And I hope he does. I hope he he wants to do great things. But of those great things, is that going to be building more at PSA or acquiring things? There's other hobby entities that might be for sale if the prices get very lofty. And so what about the price? Sometimes there's a premium for a business when it's purchased. Sometimes there's a risk premium that takes into account the post-COVID uncertainties. That seems to not have been I'm sure it was considered, but apparently not considered to be serious enough to uh, discount the price because it doesn't seem like this is a discount price. It's a premium price, and it's based on similar to Amazon's model. PSA gets the money up front. They have your cards. They have your money. 
And uh, when there are delays in turnaround, they still have your cards and they have your money and they're earning interest on it. So the business model is very sound. You're not having a bunch of uh, receivables for the most part. You're getting cash in advance for cards that are graded and delivered down the line. If I were buying a company and they had a six-month or one-year pipeline of uh, product, that would be uh, an indication of health. And then you find out that actually they're in some sense, trying to suppress the demand. They're trying to hold back to not be overwhelmed, or at least they were at one point this summer. But it, it makes it sound pretty hopping, and I know that's the way it was and the way it is actually at BGS as well. Speaking of BGS, many of the people in the industry, uh, people that are grading, do not consider the grading services to be fungible or viable alternatives to each other. There seem to be a large number of people that are just PSA devotees, give all their business to PSA. Same for BGS and same for SGC. They each have their niches and their strengths and their fans. And so I'm not that sure that a private PSA as opposed to a public PSA will have uh, that big effect on BGS or SGC or even CSG, which I wonder what they're thinking when this uh, change for PSA's ownership status. It, It may not matter, but it might. So the question is, who's this bad for? I think it's mostly good, but is it bad for anybody that PSA would be acquired, that it would be a buyout, that it would no longer be public? The stockholders are making money. If nobody loses their job, could there be price increases? Like I said, there have already been price increases, so I'm not sure. Uh, turnaround times, are they going to go up or down? You'd think they would go down, that Nat would want to provide uh, a service that he can be proud of. I know that's what I thought of as, a, as being an owner of a company. And generally, it's very positive publicity for our hobby. It's a very strong ratification that our category is in the big leagues. So congratulations, PSA. The rising tide lifts all boats. So congratulations go to founder David Hall, current CEO Joe Orlando, and new owner Nat Turner. Hats off to all of y'all. I'm looking forward to seeing how that story unfolds. And like I said, I hope it's good for all concerned, including everyone in the industry, whether you're a customer of PSA or not. Congratulations. This will make the Wall Street Journal, and that will encourage other people to check out our great hobby, which I think is the greatest. So continue to enjoy the hobby, stay healthy, and uh, again, thank you for listening. The man-